Funded by the State Library of Western Australia, this collection of stories documents experiences of the COVID-19 pandemic that hit Australia in early 2020. The COVID-19 pandemic led to the declaration of a state of emergency in Western Australia on the 16th of March. WA went into lockdown between the months of March to May, with further restrictions continuing for months after. During this time, events were cancelled, schools shut down and parks became overcrowded. Thousands of individuals, businesses, communities and organisations were severely impacted as they were forced to work from home, social distance and book emergency flights. This collection, produced by the Centre for Stories in Northbridge, Western Australia, explores these unprecedented effects and contributes a record of this remarkable time in history. This interview features Michelle Johnston. Michelle is an emergency physician at Royal Perth Hospital. Michelle shares insight on the impact the pandemic had on the health sector. My name is Michelle Johnston, um, Dr. Michelle Johnston when I'm at my day job and just mum on my other days or Michelle when I'm home writing. Uh, so I have a few different jobs, but one of the reasons I guess I'm here talking about uh, what's been happening recently in Perth uh, is my role as an emergency physician. That means I'm a specialist um, in emergency medicine. I like to call it like a sp I'm a specialist in mess and trauma and violence and the crumbling fabric of society is kind of how I see my speciality. Um, so I work at Royal Perth, uh, which is the inner city trauma centre, uh, sort of in the middle of in the middle of middle of it all, in the middle of the city. Um, I've worked there as a consultant for twenty years, but as a doctor fully before I became a specialist 10 years before that. So a good 30 years as a doctor in the trenches. So Royal Perth itself uh, is Perth's oldest hospital um, and it's it's sort of built up over many years to be many things to many people. Um, but the emergency department itself sees, we see about 70,000 patients come through the emergency department. There is no question that uh, a place like Royal Perth Emergency Department shines a very bright spotlight on um, inequality. We see a lot of problems with drugs and alcohol, uh, methamphetamines in particular, homelessness, uh, domestic violence, because as no matter how good a society is, uh, there's always, there's no true safety net and sometimes the only safety net is the emergency department of the inner city and that's what we do. We first learnt about COVID very early, it was about beginning of February, end of January, beginning of February. And I remember it very distinctly because as the consultants who are running the department, we sort of run it for a 10 hour shift and then we hand on to the next one. And we all crowd around this little computer. We have one little computer that we love to do the handover. We talk about the problems in the department, what issues are going on, what the bed state is like, all those sorts of things. And I can absolutely recall us all crowding around the computer when the, the information first started coming out. And there was, people were putting uh, printed out uh, paper on the on the wall just behind the computer saying, can you ask if anyone's been to Wuhan uh, and if they have a fever and a cough? And we're going, where? What is a Wuhan? I've never heard of a Wuhan. And we're all busy on the Google. We have these pieces of paper that come on the wall fairly frequently. They usually come from a combination of um, the state epidemiologist, uh, Australia-wide epidemiologist, going through our um, 
the state health coordination team and the these communiques come out and there's a little circle that's been drawn in on China to show us where Wuhan is and so we start googling and and it's this this kind of circles getting bigger and bigger every day we come and we still don't think anything of it because we've been there before we know it. it's I get goosebumps even remembering back to that time we're coming into work wide-eyed going oh my gosh and then we start hearing about what's we get um information podcast and it was when it hit Italy and we saw the um the images of the ICUs and the doctors coming out nurses coming out covered tears people are dying we're doing CPR on our friends and our colleagues and that's when it hit and it was around that time obviously New York started to to rise up and we knew that that was the time that things were going to change and things started to change very very quickly for us um we we had this collective reckoning of the soul thought this is going to happen to us we realized that was all that we're all going to be at risk uh, and there were people there are our colleagues dying um uh, in other parts of the world people we knew so that's going to be around um mid march i think beginning to mid march when we realized that we had to set up for this because we uh, we will not be protected there is not nothing that's going to do to protect us from this there was lots and lots happening behind the scenes and the west australian government the west australian health system have been phenomenally good we very quickly restructured our staff our area our equipment and that was certainly the time when we had covid patients coming in because we at the inner city and the, all the covid patients were in uh, the hotels so they were all coming through to Royal Perth when they needed to come through. I mean, a couple of really remarkable things about that very rapid restructuring was one, having to reinvent ourselves every day. We would come in and because nobody knew about nobody knew about how to manage this disease. Nobody knew how to assess it, how to investigate it, how to manage it, what to use, how to intubate the patients. We were bringing in boxes. We were taking out the boxes. We were saying, you needed this PPE, you needed that PPE. What PPE do you need if you're just doing this, doing that? It would change every day. So we had all that going on. Um, and and that's, that's really tough because we've still got our normal job. The normal job is kind of stretches you to 99% of your ability. And then all of this going on. So there was that, but then there was obviously the psychological burden. You know, you look back now and think, well, you know, we've been so lucky, but we were really scared and we, we were all sleepless before it started because we could see what happened and we were watching, you know, people who who didn't deserve to die, die in these terrible circumstances being looked after by their friends. So anyway, so we were we were there ready to ready to go, ready to take it. Um, we all stepped up. We all, none of us stepped back. We all stepped forward and said, I'm going to do this. And we all did extra time. And my job was coffees and chocolate as well as the poetry. Um, to, they're important things to me. Um, just to to come in each day, are you okay? Are you all all right? Because obviously we've got a lot of junior staff too and my job is to to make sure those junior staff are supported. You know, we're sort of older and crusty now um, and we should be able to look after ourselves. We look after each other. Everyone is aware that there are places in the world that have done well with PPE and places in the world that have not done well. I 
had this amazing day where I got delivery of said black market masks and I go outside and I'm in my scrubs and I don't look attractive. I'm just, you know, looking like a mess. And I walked out and this latest model Rolls Royce pulls up out the front of um, the ED. I don't think the car park has ever seen a car like this. And a quite dapper man in a suit gets out, pops the boot, and there are my boxes of masks that I've managed to source through. And I'm fear. I just I wished I could take a photo, and I so wanted to to have look at me. Look, I I could be in a movie doing this, but there I couldn't tell. You know, I couldn't show anyone. A couple of things I really did want to be able to mention. We talked earlier on about inequity and how it shows up the inequity, and there's no question in the rest of the world that's been a big issue that uh, the disproportionate effect COVID has had on, um, you know, the lower socioeconomic groups, people of colour, all sorts of people who are not white, wealthy, you know, that sort of... echelon who you sort of pull in the purse strings and controlling things and it has it, it, it for lots and lots and lots of different reasons that's a huge societal issue but one thing Perth did that just at, at the beginning that just made our hearts sore was uh, opening up of hotels for homeless people so homeless people were taken off the street and put into hotels and it was the first time I've ever heard but we just it just felt so good we could do it the new normal is something that is talked about a lot and I think that has so many elements to it. Most narrow way of thinking about it is that COVID's not going away for a while. The vaccine is going to be very, uh, I, I don't know, no one can predict it, but it's certainly not a given. However, to me, the new normal is climate change. Um, you know, we can't, we just can't want to go back because whatever we did before, pandemic or not, was wrong was bad, killing our planet, sure as Tuesday. It's, it's, so that, to me, it's an opportunity for us to re-look at how we do things. Will we? That's the big question. Thank you for listening. For more information about the Centre for Stories, head to our website, centreforstories.com.